Hi, Joel. I have a boatload of things I want to ask you about and talk to you about. Let's start off with uh, objective number one. I got a new job. You got a new job. Nice, man. That's awesome. You know what? I also have a new job. And the funny no th- way. I, yeah, I do. And what's crazy is that, you know, it's been a year and a half since we've hit the record button and recorded an, an episode and we haven't spoken at all. Right. 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 Not once, because unless we unless we hit record, we don't talk or realistically what happens is we do talk and we often then cut those conversations short saying oh hey whoa 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 this would be really good to record and we've done that for a year and a half we've cut conversations in half that we should have had by by saying no 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 wait 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 yes we'll do that and we'll, we'll record it we'll do that on a podcast yes yes that's exactly <laughs> so we have tons of things that have been in the hopper to talk about in not just on mic and by the way for everybody listening we we do talk <laughs> right? Sometimes we, we do talk. But yeah, there's tons of things that we put on hold because of that. So let's start with the job thing first. Do you want to talk really quickly? Like, I don't know. I don't know how much you want to get into it, but you want to talk about your new job and then I can talk about my new job a little yeah, bit. Yeah. I Super brief. I have returned to the Wi-Fi space yes. and I've had the opportunity to join the Aruba Professional Services Department. So uh, I'm now back in the Wi-Fi scene trying to wrap my head around the Aruba product line and how we do things in Aruba, in, in Aruba land. So for anybody that is and not it's super, doing great. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, the Zoom delay, man. That's like the bane of our existence for, for recording. But it is amazing that we can talk to each other from separate sides of the world. That That is pretty amazing. But real quick, um, do you want to explain, just, just for anybody that's not from the Wi-Fi industry, like Aruba, that's, we're talking about uh, an island in the Gulf of Mexico, right? that's Aruba or 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 even a club in Bournemouth so I live I live very close to a seaside town called Bournemouth and a few people that I've spoken to and I said oh yeah no I I now have a job back in the wi-fi space with Aruba and I you 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 work at the club in Bournemouth that's funny no 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 not that Aruba the 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 other Aruba (laughs) so if the if somebody was out in the wild, yeah, go on. Sorry, I didn't mean I interrupted again. It's so brutal. It's brutal. Um, it for if uh, if I was the average person, I had no idea what a Wi-Fi was. Like, where might I see an Aruba product in the wild? Like, where would I where would I look to see a thing that that your company makes or installs? These are, I mean, so Aruba actually have the full network stack of equipment so they also make switches they also make uh authentication products so they have the entire enterprise networking product suite the wi-fi side of things they're the white plastic boxes that you see on the wall or hopefully not the wall but you might see them on the wall but you see them on the ceilings in airports (laughs) they're not not supposed to go on the wall usually but sometimes they end up on the wall some of them some of them can go on walls in fact there's one that goes on a desk oh there's there's one that's intent yeah there's actually there's a hospitality unit that is intended to go horizontally like at a hotel it pumps out yeah yeah that's the idea nice cool but it, but it also has Ethernet ports on the bottom. And anyway, so yeah, it's a, it's a Wi-Fi player. Uh, they, they make they make Wi-Fi equipment, uh, and I am now part of their professional services department. Rad, that's great. Which is very exciting. I'm really excited for you to be back in the Wi-Fi. How about you? Oh yeah, sure. Um, we can definitely talk about that. But first, before before that, I just want to say that I'm really excited that you're back in the Wi-Fi game. I yeah, I mean, you weren't out of it for very long. Like what, a year, a year and a half max yeah year and a half yeah not very long so it's not like you know not like anything really changed or anything like that while you were gone but anyway i'm just really excited that you're back in the industry that i'm also in uh which is maybe a good segue into talking about my job change so i recently joined Mm. a startup called hamina wireless and uh, we make like a mapping and planning tool now i'm telling nick this as if he doesn't know he knows he knows everything about it but Mm, tell me more joel (laughs) tell me more about that yeah yeah (laughs) In fact, I'm pretty sure you've been using it like you've been beta testing the tool longer than I have. But anyway, yeah, it's like a web-based tool um, called a, uh, a predictive modeling tool that's typically used in for Wi-Fi. And uh, you upload a floor plan, you draw in different types of walls, like is this brick, is this drywall? 
and then you can place access points and it'll calculate what the coverage is going to look like. It's very much a tool that, you know, Nick, I hope, I hope that you'll be using it regularly going forward. We'll see how things go, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Great. Well, should we move on from the, the work discussion? And do we want to talk about why there's been a year and a half gap? What happened? What happened? I mean, there is no real like defining there's no real defining reason for it, is there? Just oh. like life got in the way and yeah. it started to be quite a lot of effort to put the editing together. Yeah. And yeah. That seems I enjoy I but yeah, is that is that a good summary? I think so. Yeah. I mean, for me, work got super crazy, got really busy with family. My kids are old enough now that you know, it's just a lot of stuff going on. They've got their events and things. Quincy, my oldest, she's involved in a robotics club at school. Not club. It's like a robotics program. It sounds pretty cool. It is really cool. We can talk about that sometime. Probably not today, but we can talk about that. It's pretty neat. Anyway, yeah, it's just been busy. So, uh, yeah, Nick, you kind of came up with this concept of seasons, like season installments of of the Hidden Node podcast. Do you want to elaborate on that at all? I do. I do. I want to touch on one other thing. You also mentioned family kind of added to life getting in the way. I also now have a family, which I didn't have. I had a family member that I didn't have when we ceased. So yeah, exactly. Life got in the way. Family uh, additions uh, got in the way. So I don't I don't know where I heard this the seasons concept. I can't remember, but it it may have been on another podcast. But it was this idea of painting a box around creating a podcast in two seasons. So saying, all right, now we're going in for season two, and therefore we're committing to six or ten episodes. Whatever number it is, we haven't decided yet. But it means that we can mark, we can like draw a line in the sand and say, okay, right, that's it. This is season two finished. So maybe we can take a break. Whereas. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I, I uh, So maybe like soon, not in this episode, because we haven't really put a lot of thought into that, but maybe we'll set some point throughout this season. We'll kind of decide like, you know, how many how many episodes are we going to produce before we hit pause again, maybe take a quick break and then come back with potentially a season three of the Hidden Node podcast. Is that kind of what you had in mind? That's what I kind of had in mind. Exactly. And Sweet. I think a lot, quite a lot of this hinges on how much we can optimize our workflow for producing something that yes producing something and publishing it with minimal effort but also it being still of a good quality yes yes whereas what we got what we what we painted ourselves into the corner with on the first season was we sort of had this very high bar for audio and that meant that we were we were doing quite a fair bit of audio editing and we would have to listen to the whole podcast through like at least once if not twice yeah after recording it and then and then that all became a huge thing that i didn't want to do yeah i (laughs) i didn't want to do it either and but we we i think we both got picky enough that we would listen through it and edit out any of the times that we stepped on each other which unfortunately is something that happens when you're doing this over you know a video conferencing tool like we do we were editing out all the lip smacking and gulps and stuff like that and (laughs) Uh, just it was a lot of work at the end and so this time around we're attempting to just do a straight up we just hit record and we're just recording and this is what's going to go on the into the podcast app at the end right that's it pretty much okay we're gonna see we're gonna see how that turns out okay so minimal lip smacking and we'll try not to step all over each other which is super challenging but i don't know why i struggle with that so much but i do uh but yeah, so anyway, should we jump right into it and talk about the first thing on the list? Please. Okay. Please, take it away. All right. So um, I forget where we left off with things, but at some point we talked about the fact that we both bought iPhone 12 minis, right? Just a level set. Mm-hmm. We both have yep. iPhone 12 minis. I have no intention of upgrading to an iPhone 13 mini. Um, the known thing about the mini, and you can tell me if this is a, if you've had a similar experience is that the battery in the mini is on the weak side because of the physical, the physical size constraints of the phone. Have you experienced slightly weak battery because of that? Yeah, I think the rumor mill was that the 13 mini had a better battery than the 12 mini. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I believe the 13 has a slightly bigger battery. So, you know, just in case you are thinking of, you know, always if you need some reason to upgrade to the 13 mini and also what if what if this is the last mini yes i mean if they don't make a uh what 14 14 mini yeah Uh, anyway uh yeah sure the battery life is not astonishing but then i mean for me my previous phone was the se 2011 yeah yeah 2011. Uh, Whatever it was. So 2017. 2017. 2014? 2017. Yeah. 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, that didn't have great battery either. Yeah. (laughs) Well, especially because it was just an an aging device at this point. And the thing that that occurred to me the other day is I I recently had some travel for work from a new job, went to a couple conferences. One of the conferences was uh, Cisco Live in Vegas. And Vegas is, you know, it's, it's long days. You're using navigation constantly. You're using Lyft constantly or other rideshare apps. You just It's very, very taxing on your battery. And I realized coming up to this conference, I was like, I don't think I'm going to have a good time with battery life. Now, when I'm at home, my battery makes it to the day, no problem. Now, if I sit on Instagram and look at Instagram reels all day, which let's face it is like recycled TikTok, that'll drain the battery in no time. <laughs> and having the limited battery life kind of keeps me from doing that. I'm like, hey, you know, I need to use my phone for productive stuff and not just sit there and look at stupid mindless stuff all the day that consumes the battery. But for these longer days when I'm mm-hmm. at a conference, I realized that I needed I needed something to get me through the days. And so I decided to pick up one of the <clears throat> MagSafe batteries. Now, if I remember correctly, the first place I ever saw a MagSafe battery, I think I think it was with you. I think you have one and you've had one for a really long time, right? I had one at WPC in February. Had. 2022. Yeah. So this year you had so. one. You don't have it anymore? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you I do, still have it. You do yeah, have it. Yeah. Okay. And it's great. And it's, and I, and just, I have exactly the same thing. When I'm at home, the iPhone 12 mini battery doesn't present any kind of it's fine. inconvenience, but introduce travel and then suddenly it becomes noticeable because I'm relying on the phone more. It's not on Wi Fi, it's doing a lot of cellular. I regularly would rather use my cellular connection than bad hotel Mm wi-fi i would i use my phone for navigation around a city that i don't know i'm gonna hail an uber with my phone i'm gonna i'm like using it as my main portal so i absolutely hammer the battery yep and i do suffer from from battery anxiety if literally everything i need on my business trip is coming from my phone and my battery is hovering around 20 percent. totally that makes me yeah Okay, well, here, here I actually saw one of my worst fears come true. Somebody else experienced one of my worst fears is uh, it, Quincy and I, I mentioned the, for, the aforementioned robotics uh, thing that she's involved with at school. We went to a competition in Oklahoma and we went, we decided to go bowling. One of the teachers was like, hey, we, let's do a little team building thing. Let's go bowling. So we went bowling with all the kids and we got a bunch of lifts and Ubers to get over there. Well, on the way back, one of the other parents, she had an iPhone, she had a, a standard iPhone 12. And, uh, and, and she called a lift and while we were waiting for the lift, her, her battery went to zero and the phone shut off. Like she absolutely bottomed out the battery on the phone. And fortunately I had the MagSafe battery with me and I I was able to lend it to her. And which that's another, that's another discussion. I need to talk about that. The lending of the, the MagSafe battery a little bit, but that's like my worst. That's like, that's like my worst nightmare. If I'm traveling is I go to call a lift and my battery is on its last legs and I don't get back to the hotel before my battery totally dies. So I start experiencing mm-hmm. battery anxiety at about 20%. I think most people start experiencing battery anxiety at like 2%. I think. Really? I think I, so. I, I, my battery anxiety starts around 50. Like as soon as, as soon as I'm, <laughs> if yeah. I'm away from the house and the batteries get like, even, Oh, I don't know. It's not. It's not like now. I'm going to sound as though I've got this really big problem with battery anxiety. It's not like a serious problem. No, but I'm aware of if I'm lower than fifty percent, I know I'm on the latter half of that battery's juice <laughs> availability. You know what, Nick? You're not crazy. Actually, now that I think about it, for me, it's about forty percent. That's about okay. where <laughs> I start to go. Okay, I really need to start thinking about battery life now because. You know, let's say that it's like 4 p.m. and I'm down to 40%. It's like, okay, 
I have to make this last until, let's face it, when you're traveling, usually you're out till 11 or midnight. I hate that. It's just how it is. Mm-hmm. That's quite, that's several hours that we got to make this thing last. And so, no, I don't, I don't think 50% is crazy. What do you think of my assertion, though, that most people don't start worrying about it until like the battery icon turns red? Like 8%, 5%. I, I don't know. I'm going to wave a big flag and say, I have no idea what other people okay. think. Okay. I, I, I don't. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, I've got no idea. Okay. Well, let's... I mean, but, 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 the the key point, though, I think the key thing here, though, that, that you're probably about to mention this anyway, but pre-iPhone 12 mini, I had the iPhone SE, and I had the same problem there where business travel, I needed to have a battery pack with me, and that didn't have any kind of MagSafe connector. Mm-hmm. So that was the horrible solution of giant battery pack in my pocket with a lightning cable snaking out of my pocket to my phone which is it's totally functional but it's just a horrible gross solution oh it's awful and you know that like every every step you take you're stressing the lightning cable and (laughs) maybe your battery is metal and so it's scratching around on the phone and it's just like yeah that's a hard no for me like of course i did whoa 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 different pocket Yes. It'd be a different pocket. Yes, different pocket, but still, yeah. What if I had my AirPods <laughs> in my other pocket? You know, sure. So, and also that, and now, and and now you've got this thing where you've got a heavy battery pack in the back of my in the back pocket of my jeans. Yep. And then I've got like this like weird braided cable belt Ugh. that comes out of the back pocket and around my backside to my side pocket, and and I feel like this this got to be good. a better way. There is. There is. And it's the MagSafe battery, which for those of you that are wondering what the heck we're talking about, the MagSafe battery is the same width as an iPhone 12 mini, and it magnets onto the back with the MagSafe connector. So you just snap it onto the back, and it starts inductively charging your phone, and that's it. And it just works. And it's not like, because of inductive charging, I feel like it's not like a giant beefy battery that's going to charge your phone four times. No, you're not going to get that. But what it will do is get you through the rest of the day pretty well, right? Like, I think it even says it won't charge your iPhone past 90% or something like that. And something like that. I think from from my observation, it kind of gives you another, like, when traveling, yeah, say the battery would die in three quarters of a day mm-hmm. i think the iphone i think the magsafe battery pack gives you another three quarters of a day it it, it feels like it kind of has the similar it, it feels to me i haven't looked at the numbers but it feels to me like the magsafe battery has a similar capacity to the iphone itself yeah and when i slap that on the back it kind of doubles what i would have got without it yeah i think that's i think that's right now things i love about the magsafe battery is mm either with a MagSafe case or with just the bare phone itself, which I've started using a MagSafe case when I travel now, just because the phone's in more rough. Have and you now? Oh, let's unpack. Let's unpack that. Yeah, I, uh... we will. We will. <laughs> I mean, like right now, like, uh, you know, just for proof, I'm holding up on video. Here's my 12 mini with no case on it because I'm around the house, you know, where I can take a little more care. Of ah, it. OK, OK. So you, you you have a travel case. It's a travel case. Yes, but it is. It is. You know, it's a, a white official Apple MagSafe case. Very simple. But. Uh, I love that I can stick the battery on the back and pop it into my pocket and walk continuously and the battery Mm. will stay on the phone. I love that. Um, The other thing I love is that the MagSafe battery has its own lightning port. And so you can plug, you can plug, when you get back to the hotel, you can plug the lightning connector into the MagSafe battery and, and then you basically use it as a MagSafe charger on your nightstand at your hotel. That's a great feature. And you wake up in the morning, they're both charged, they're both ready to go. But that brings me to a major complaint or concern that I have about the MagSafe battery. Oh, okay. I personally believe that, and I don't really have a lot of evidence to back this up, but I personally believe <laughs> that the enemy of lithium-ion batteries is heat. I think, I mean, maybe we've, yep. we've talked about this, maybe even on the podcast, but like, for example, all of my Ryobi batteries, which we I know we have talked about, they all live in the house because I want them <laughs> yep. to avoid extreme cold and extreme heat. Every single one of my batteries, some of them are getting on eight years old now, I think, six, eight years. Every single one has presented zero capacity loss. They're all doing great. They all work as long as I expect them to. No problems there. 
And I, my theory is that it's because I'm keeping them in a temperature controlled environment. And I also avoid bottoming, bottoming them out all the time. Try to keep them from bottoming out. So I'll get them down to like 20%, throw them back on the charger. So, uh, so that, that's my theory though, is that heat is the enemy. The problem with the MagSafe charger is Mag or the MagSafe battery pack rather is because it is an inductive charger. I notice that it either it or the phone or both generate a lot of heat. The phone gets hot. Yeah. The pack gets hot. Have you noticed this? Yeah, I have the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, but is that, but, uh, but mm-hmm. that's just what it is, isn't it? I mean, that, that's just wireless charging. Does, but does the MagSafe charger, just like the puck that you buy, does that generate heat? Because I don't notice heat from that thing like I notice from the MagSafe pack. You know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I. And is it because it's in my know. pocket? You know, is that contributing I, to the heat problem? Well, I reckon it's probably a mixture of things. It's because why are we, why are you using that iPhone MagSafe battery pack? It's because you're traveling mm-hmm. and it's in your pocket. Mm-hmm. So your phone's doing a lot more over the cellular mm-hmm. and it's, hammering and it's drawing from the battery more and and it's trying to charge it at the same time and it's in your pocket so there's less airflow around it yeah I, I would i would hazard a guess that it's all of those things okay just a combo combination of them okay yeah because like be my we were traveling with the family a couple weeks ago three weeks ago and we stayed at a horrible hotel like just a, a middle of nowhere terrible little motel really do you have the term motel right in the uk is that a term there motel it's not a UK thing, but but my time in Canada, I'm very familiar with motels. Which my understanding, you can tell me if you agree with this or not, but my understanding of a motel is like, that's what you find on the side of the road, typically in a small community. It's a motor hotel for motorists. Yeah, that, it's like a, it's a bed in a room that's probably dry and might be clean. Might be clean. It's, yeah. You, you, you pull in, you pay, you sleep. Yeah. You, pack up and you go you go yeah exactly so we were staying in a motel we were actually we were there for like a week uh just because it was a small community that we had to be at so you know so so much for the pack up and go thing but you know that's the idea that's where that's where you went wrong then yeah that's where you went wrong because you stayed at a motel yeah for more than one night well (laughs) the the wi-fi was it was one of those the wi-fi was so bad it was one of those places where they give you like a giant list of access points that you can connect to and they all have a different ssid or passphrase instead of that's fantastic yeah and the aps were they were actually outdoor they're like old like easily 15 years old they were they were certainly uh certainly 802.11a and 802.11g very very old uh just imagine old vendor here i don't know i don't know what they were but they were actually on the roofs of the hotel motel rather oh wow really bad so the Mm -hmm. it's the outdoor in method yeah not good not good so I ended up using, I, there was actually 5G coverage there, um, which, you know, to me, that doesn't necessarily mean speed. You know, that could have been low band or something like that, 5G. But I ended up using that. We, we tethered like crazy the whole time because, you know, I was still doing video calls and doing some work and, uh, and, you know, kids are tethering their iPods and their switches and stuff. And one thing that I noticed is that even on the nightstand, if I use the MagSafe battery charger to charge my iPhone while it was tethering, the whole thing was just over there, just melting a hole through the nightstand, you know? So that's something that I experienced, like, <laughs> even if it's not in your, even if it's not in your, your pocket or whatever. So anyway, yeah. Do you think we beat the MagSafe thing? Have we, have we, have we, uh, uh. taken care of that? Pretty much. I think the, the last thing to comment is I, I also, think it's a fantastic product i really like the fact that it becomes my travel magsafe charger because mm-hmm. now i don't have to have a magsafe charger dedicated to yes. coming with me on business trips yes oh before uh, we move on though I, oh go ahead if, i think if you have one more I've, thought finish I've it. still got more i've still got more to say okay I've still got more great do it <laughs> i'll be quiet uh, <laughs> all i was all i was gonna say was I think it's a fantastic product. It still doesn't look or feel great when it's on the phone. Yeah. I, you know, it's it's much, much preferable than the snake yes. to my back pocket with a even bigger, bulkier 
battery pack, but it it's still you know noticeably hunchback, ugly and big. Yeah, when it's on there, but I don't really. I don't, that is not that's not a that's not a serious concern. Yeah, I, I think as a as a product, it's it's great, and I really hope it does boost the longevity of my iPhone twelve mini use up until we find out what happens with the fourteen and fifteen. Because I guess at some point a thirteen mini does become attractive. Yeah, because it will be the mini phone that will last the longest. Exactly. And, you know, and for the next five to seven years until they release another small phone. Yep. And I'm 100% in the same boat with you where I'm, I am i don't really want to buy a new phone for the sake of having a new phone, but I like the form factor. I like the way it looks. I, I like everything about it except for the camera bump. That's the only thing about it that I don't love. But I want yeah. to keep this phone as long as I can. And unfortunately, keeping this form factor as long as I can might mean when the iPhone 14 comes out and if the rumor mill is true and we don't get a 14 mini, then I will probably be buying a 13 mini as they're on the way out. I hate that, but I, I want to keep that form yeah. factor as long as I can. So one last thing on Maybe, the, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Actually I've got, I've just got a question. Do mm-hmm. you think <clears throat> oh, I'm going to highlight my ignorance. Here. I'm going to expose my ignorance here in terms of, uh, wireless charging but do you think when you have a magsafe case so the magsafe case has a ring of ba- uh, ring of magnets inside it as well right so right. that's what makes the magnetic attraction of the magsafe battery or magsafe puck mm-hmm. continue to work because that those fields have been extended and boosted by a, an additional set of magnets in addition to the ones that are in the phone right but Presumably, the distance between the coils has increased. Yeah. Because there's now oh. a case in the way. Oh. So are you saying that could generate more heat? I wonder whether that could... Oh, I don't know about introduce more heat, but it it would introduce... Loss. More loss, maybe? Maybe so. Maybe. Which I guess is heat. Yeah, I guess that is heat. Uh, that's a great question. If anybody knows, let us know. I would love to find out because... You know, when I'm traveling now, I'm rocking a case on my phone, which, again, that's more heat insulation as well, right? Uh, yeah. You know, the glass back yeah. is no longer exposed to to bleed off some of that heat. So <clears throat> there, there, there could be part of it is that the case is introducing a bit more. Huh. Interesting. But what we do know is that using a case with a MagSafe battery or MagSafe charger is, uh, you know, fully Apple supports that, right? Because they literally make MagSafe oh, yeah. cases. So. And I think, yeah, yeah. and uh, one more thought. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, no, I was just going to say, Rosemary, my partner, has a non Apple case that's MagSafe compatible. Supporting, and mm. it, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it works perfectly well with hers as well. Okay, good to know. Good to know. So, the last thing I want to talk about, hit on really quick before we move on from the MagSafe battery, uh, is the pros and cons of it being a conversation piece. Uh, several times while I'm traveling, I'm usually with uh, colleagues or customers or, you know, other parents of, you know, other parents from a school outing or something like that. Most people, when they see me put my phone down on the table or something at dinner, you know, I'll take it out of my pocket to try to let it get breathe a little bit and cool down a bit. Uh, <laughs> to let it cool down. Yeah. Yeah. Just like breathe a bit. And, you know, a lot of a lot, everybody's always like, oh, what's that? What's that on your phone? And then I say, oh, it's a it's a battery. <laughs> and then, of course, without fail, they extend their hand out, expecting me to hand it to them so they can look at it. OK, no problem. They look it over. And then, of course, what do they do? Well, they pull out their iPhone 10 and try to snap it on the back. And it doesn't work. And they go, oh, it doesn't work with mine. Or they pull out their iPhone 12 or 13 and snap it on the back and go, wow, that is so cool. And then they proceed to not hand it back. And then they leave it on their phone and they charge their phone with it. And meanwhile, I'm sitting there going like, you have my battery that I was charging my phone with Hmm. Uh, to one point where one parent on the the trip that we took actually said, hey, Joel, so-and-so's phone is dying. Uh, Give me your battery pack. And I'm like, oh, okay, sure. And, and, you know, me not being a jerk, I take it out of my pocket. I hand them the battery. And then they're like, oh, cool. Thanks. I'll, I'll get it back to you later tonight. 
and it's just like but the but 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 that the, the you took my battery yeah. pack that 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 was my battery pack. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna burn. Can I have my black? Can I have my battery pack, please? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna burn the building down. Of the but you took my battery pack, you know. Like, uh, and so uh, yeah, that that That's... literally happened. That my battery pack disappeared for the rest of the night, and I got it back. And but you know, Nick, you know how I am. I don't want my stuff scratched up. You know, like I watched in horror as the the parent with the dying phone tried to put it on the back of their they had like a, a non-apple case a non-magsafe case and they so they put the battery on the back and then it didn't stick like they thought it would and they almost dropped it on the pavement in front of the the bowling alley and i'm just like oh, oh it's my brand new battery pack so anyway you're one of the few people in the world that i am confident will understand <laughs> the internal struggle i'm having like don't be a jerk don't be a jerk but it's my battery pack but don't be a jerk you know so anyway yeah. that's that's one of the other downsides of the magsafe pack that's that's an interesting one. I've not had the I've not had the interest. I've not had a you know someone say oh what's that and then and that scenario. But I have had oh can I can I borrow your battery pack? And I yeah of course you can borrow my battery pack. But uh oh I mean it was at <clears throat> I mean the battery pack's only got seventy percent in it and my phone's at thirty percent right. Uh, I mean, it's fine. It's fine. You you, you take it. Ah, uh, ooh. Um, but maybe maybe only ten minutes worth. Uh, I don't know. Like, yeah. yeah. So I have experienced that, but only like once or twice. I, I guess. I guess the simple solution is buy two. Buy two. One in the left <laughs> pocket. One in the right pocket. So you, what's that? Oh, it's a MagSafe battery pack. Here, I have a spare. And now you're everybody's friend. So there is that. So one thing I've kind of resigned myself really to. battered, beaten up one. Exactly. Yeah. Like put a sticker on one to remember which is which. I've kind of, I, I've kind of decided that, you know, I keep my devices nice. My laptop, I keep in great shape. My phone, I keep in great shape. Every nick and scratch I put on it, I, it makes me, you know, I feel terrible. You know, I, I stress about it. But I've kind of decided that I probably need to let go on the MagSafe battery pack and just allow it to get knocked around and beat up probably by other people yeah. who want to borrow it. And it's fine. That's you see the struggle, Nick. You, do you hear it? But no, but you're right though. Cause at the end of the day, it's a battery. It's a battery. And I think, I think you're right. I think it, it, they, it is nicely, it has got a nice housing and mm -hmm. it, it, it is a nice product, but it doesn't need to be No, because it's like, whereas the phone is, the like obviously, if you crack the phone of your if you crack the screen of your phone, that's a problem because yeah. that's your interface to yes. the device, and you look at it every day. But really, yeah. And if you crack the back of the phone, well, that's the bit that you're going to touch all the time. So that that's a deal breaker as well. Mm -hmm. But the battery, you scuff like, it up a bit. Purely, yeah. Does it matter? If, well, it's still going to be upsetting, but. In the big, in the grand scheme of things, it probably doesn't matter probably so doesn't. much, does it? Plus, the ability to bail somebody out of a tough situation. I mean, your phone dying when you're traveling these days is catastrophic. Yeah. That's bad. But having the ability to have this magical little brick thing in your pocket that you can hand to somebody and say, here, problem solved. That is pretty cool. So, yeah, where do we land on this? Is it, do I just need an attitude adjustment? I think that's what it is. I think I need to adjust my attitude. <laughs> right? Or keep the phone in your pocket. And just not talk about it. And not don't show let, it. Don't let people see it. Yeah, there's don't that. Tell. And then when they're like, hey, Joel, didn't, do you have that battery pack with you this time? You're like, no, sorry, I forgot sorry. it. I yeah. left it at home this time. Well, wait, well, what's that thing that Shucks. I saw on your phone two minutes ago? <laughs> oh, that was not a battery. A case. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was a case. Yeah, it was just the thing on there that's not about. I don't know that that does have risk of being an, a different type of jerk. Yeah, but. yeah. Well, at the end of the day, Nick, I think what's going to happen is if somebody asks to borrow my pack or just sticks their hand out and expects me to put it in their hand, what am I going to do? I'm going to hand on the battery. I'm going to bail them out. I'm going to be the nice guy because <laughs> my wife says I have terminal nice guy syndrome, and uh, you know, here I get on a podcast. I'm literally going to put on the internet and I complain about these people. But when push comes to shove, what am I going to do? I'm going to feel bad for him. I'm going to hand him the battery. And I think I am going to adopt the mindset. This is a bit of a statement here. I, Joel Crane, mm, mm. am going to adopt a mindset that my battery getting scratched up potentially or not being available to charge my own phone is not as important as other people. Other people are more important. And so I will hand them my battery. 
<sighs> okay, I don't want to. I don't want to drag this out anymore. But mm-hmm. do you not think though, if your phone, if your phone is in danger of running out, like I don't, I don't, I wouldn't go as far to let someone else juice their phone if my phone was was genuinely in at risk of of, of <sighs> situational dependent. Out, you know, it just depends. Yeah, it I think depends. it's. I think it's. I think, I think, I think so. That's when you ask the question, so. like, what's your battery at? What's my battery at? Yeah, that's situational dependent. Yeah. But, but yeah, I think, I, if- I think, and I think that's acceptable. I think. Okay. Okay. Well, this may be, this may be like one of the biggest issues that we have unearthed. One of the most serious moral issues that we have unearthed on the Hidden Node podcast <laughs> is do you hand your MagSafe battery to somebody else or do you not? So, I don't know. Mm. Something to think about. Uh, but all right we should probably move think on. about we should move on shouldn't we We've really... we're gonna move on okay do you use alfred no but i do have you ever used alfred i, I have not used alfred but i have used spotlight extensively okay to its fullest capability so why why do you ask yep. nick as if i have no idea where you're going <laughs> with this well, because because I have this thing that I want to share with you, and I'd really appreciate it if you could pretend for the next 10 seconds that you don't know what I'm going to say. I don't. I uh, mean, but I love Spotlight I've... on my Mac so much. I use it all the time, but there's a few limitations <laughs> that I wish I could get around. Nick, if, uh, if yeah. only there was some way you could, you could get around that. Uh, so, brief backstory. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked, I, I enjoy using, I enjoyed... Spotlight, it did a lot of what I wanted. And Spotlight, by the way, on your if you're on your Mac, Command Spacebar brings up a launcher. And what we're talking about here are the the cat the product the app category is launcher. So mm. a quick way of getting the applications or function or, or a question answered or do something for me. Or anyway, seventy five point so two was- divided by three is something that I do all the time with Spotlight. You know, I do math with... I use it as a calculator, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, continue. <clears throat> so, Alfred wasn't a Spotlight alternative. It did some things better than Spotlight and some things not as well. I think the, the, the nice thing with Alfred was that you could have these plugins, which people could write scripts as Alfred plugins, and then you could download those, and then you could build new functionality into Alfred, which was pretty good. Mm-hmm. But, like, the one niggly thing, I think, with Alfred was probably currency conversion. So whereas Spotlight did currency conversion natively, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Alfred didn't. And then you could get a, you could get a workflow for a plugin. Oh, that's right. They, the Alfred work, plugins are called workflows. Anyway... <clears throat> You could do that, and then it would work, but you had to remember the magic combination to invoke that. Okay. I discovered some weeks or months ago a younger, fresher take on the launcher app, mm-hmm. and the, this app is called Raycast. Really? And downloaded it, played with it a little while. Uh, at the moment, it's free for individuals. You pay if you want to use it as a team of people and share snippets. <laughs> I think that's the deal there, yeah. but we'll we'll see how long we'll see how long it lasts as being free. But I got to say our uh, Raycast is great. It's it's snappy. It it does a lot of the uh, things that Spotlight can do, but it also does a whole bunch of other things natively that's really great. Uh, time zone conversion uh, currency conversion you can hook into apple scripts uh uh, sorry shortcuts Mm -hmm. so on uh big sur and monterey if you have if you have shortcuts that you've created on ios they sync with you on they sync with your mac os so for example i have a an apple shortcut to turn on the lights in the office well i didn't have to write any code for this to work i was able to just use Raycast to invoke that shortcut, which I created on my phone, but then it ran on the laptop and turns the lights on and off. Okay, I want to come back to the shortcuts thing, but uh, Nick, I have not used Raycast at all. Let me go get Raycast really quick. (laughs) Raycast.com. All right, no, no, sorry, we can stop the charade now. We can stop the charade. wow, this is very (laughs) full-featured and does many things that I love. I suddenly, in the last 10 seconds, have had plenty of time to use this and am very impressed. 
But no, that yeah. The, the, what do you think? I love it. Oh my gosh, dude, it's so cool. I freaking love Raycast. Uh, it's one thing that that trips me up a bit is you say you say the name of the thing really quick. You say it with the name of oh, it, Raycast, and I say, oh, actually, you said it not quite so British that time. Raycast. Okay. When I when I say it, I I feel like I have two options. I can either say it like an American Raycast and sound like a huge redneck or something. <laughs> Or I can sound like I'm trying to do a fake British accent. It's like there's no in between and it messes with me a whole lot. So anyway, I just wanted you to know about that, that little but, issue. But, I mean, even even in the UK, though, if you were up north, then you would say Raycast. Really? Uh, and whereas I'm on the south coast, so I'm more likely to say Raycast. Raycast, okay. Yeah, so, so you'd say Bath or Bath. I did not know that, but, but that makes sense. Yeah, of course not. Everybody would but, speak the same I, way, like, duh, it's the same way in the U.S. So <laughs> many different. Uh, there's all kinds of different, uh, all kinds of different things here. But what, what what are the what are like three things that you like about Raycast out of interest? Uh, I love the extensions. Uh, so yeah, the, I mean the extensions are the number one thing. So for example, right now I am using uh, an old Apple ADB keyboard. This is the keyboard that shipped with the Apple Two GS in the late '80s, and it's a really nice little mechanical okay. keyboard. There are no media playback controls on it. So what if I want to pause Spotify? I cannot do that from this keyboard. But with Raycast, I can do Command Space pause spot and bam there it is there i was able to install an extension to to uh pause spotify yeah uh it's going to be difficult for me to reach and find two other things because i don't think i've i've quite got to the power user stage that you have yet although to circle back to what you were (laughs) saying about shortcuts that is awesome to know because i do i do have some shortcuts on my iphone and knowing that there's an, ex- I would assume I have to go get an extension for that. Is that correct? I need an extension, or is it built in? Probably. It might even just be there. Let me try. It. Uh, there it is. Yeah. Come. Uh, there, there are my shortcuts. So yeah, I would assume that I could do a shortcut for. Okay, this is a bit of a side thing, but I think it's it's worth talking about really quick. I have a um a vent to my HVAC in like my air conditioning and stuff in here in my office. And right now I have to open up the home app, which you just heard me do on my keyboard. And then I can go turn Mm -hmm. that little register booster on and off to get some airflow. I'll turn it on and probably hear some background noise. And we won't, we won't, we won't won't hear anything because zoom will cancel it out. Yeah. Because zoom does a good job, that kind of thing. But you know, I do turn it off during webinars and podcast recordings, things like that. I'm annoyed that I have to go into the home app to open that up. And so finding out that all I need to do is create a shortcut to do that, which I know I can do and then invoke that from Raycast. That's phenomenal. I love that. I will absolutely use that. So yeah. um, Hmm. So I know I only gave you like one thing extensions. That's all I have. Yeah, that was only one. Um, The calculator is better. The calculator is definitely more flexible. Okay. So there we go. There's two and three would probably be... I don't know. I don't know, man. But it's great. I'm... Oh, no, 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 no. I do have one. I absolutely do have a third one. Okay. Uh, Is the... Which is the window management. Oh, my gosh. Window management. Yes. Being able to say almost maximize a window. That is brilliant. Yep. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I use it all the time. So, yeah. Command, space, almost maximize. And that makes the last window that I touched almost fill the screen. Beautiful. Love it. Okay. Love it. So, and I think that leads nicely into, I think one of the reasons that Raycast really appealed to me was that it it was one app that replaced three or four of other apps that I had that were doing things. So mm-hmm. window management's one. I used to use, uh, what did I use? Size Up and okay. then Moom for a while. You've used them all. Uh, or Magnet. Magnets. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure I've messed around with them all, but yep. but so Raycast has the same functionality in there, and you can invoke those either by typing a command or you can assign keyboard shortcuts to those same actions. So nice. you can replace. I was able to replace my window manager. Uh, Raycast also has a clipboard manager inside it, so yeah. that replaced my uh, Pastebot app for doing clipboard history. 
It also has a snippet manager. Now, the snippet manager is not as... I don't think the snippets function inside Raycast is as good as Pastebot. But again, it, it's already there. It's already in the app. So I am using it now. Uh, what else has it got? I didn't... You told it me about the, like I can em- the clipboard thing, man. I You told me about that, but it took me... Just now, I opened up Raycast. And sorry about the loud keyboard, but I went... Clipboard history, enter. Boom, there's my clipboard history. Phenomenal. That's great. I didn't even yeah. know that was there. So anyway, continue. And I, But I have all of these, I have all of those functions set up with keyboard shortcuts. So for me, you know, a paste, but look through my clipboard history is command shift V. Mm-hmm. And then it'll pop up the Raycast window and I can look through the last few things that I've copied. Nice. Which, yeah, big... Big game changer. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Thank you for introducing it to me. This episode of the Hidden Node podcast is not sponsored by Raycast. But once again, (laughs) Raycast, if you're listening, we would love to, you know, Ray reach out to us. I guess just get in touch. So (laughs) I guess the deal there will be, though, I wonder how long it will be until they start turning the screws and, you know, asking for money. Because then I'll have a really tough time weaning myself off that app yeah 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 but let's say that it was well, let's say that you could purchase it that that it was a not a subscription model would you pay mm-hmm. 20 dollars usd for this yes Me i too. would but i think it will be a subscription and if it's like if it's like a dollar a month yeah done i'd probably i'd probably do it because yep. 20 24 uh, sorry 12 12 dollars a 12 dollars a year to yeah. support that tool and keep it fresh because that's the that's the only issue with um with alfred was that i i did pay for alfred i bought the power pack or whatever it was called yeah because i do there are apps that i do genuinely want to support the development of sure and and if i'm getting good use out of them i have no problem paying but like alfred hasn't continued it's been maintained, but there's no, there's no, there's nothing new there. There's no, there's nothing fresh coming. Whereas Raycast is updated regularly and seems to be really kind of on, like yeah, really on the pulse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, you know, let's say that you buy it for two years. You know, it's twenty four bucks. That's not that much more than that twenty dollar single purchase that I. Yeah. You know, I would do it. Yeah, it's a good tool. And for anybody listening. <laughs> Go check it out. Uh, if you want to get 20% off of your, if your you're first a- purchase of Raycast, go to raycast.com forward slash HNP to get 20%. No, I'm kidding. I wish, but <laughs> you know, well, it's free. Uh, it's free at the it. moment. Yeah. If you, if you, if you have a, if you have a Mac, then check out Raycast. And if you have windows, I then I don't know what to tell you. So cool. <laughs> well, Nick, I think we probably have, we probably could talk about, Maybe one, maybe two more things before we wrap up today. Yeah. Um, so, anything else on Raycast before we move on to the next next? No, I think I'm done with Ray. I think think that's it for Raycast. Oh, I guess just for example, mm-hmm. uh, we are recording. Uh, well, we might be recording this. You know, the thing that you are listening to slash watching uh, could have been recorded using Zoom. We haven't made that decision yet. But for example, I installed a Zoom plugin for Raycast, and so now I have a keyboard shortcut which is start new zoom meeting. So love it. I can, I can start a new zoom meeting with command space and then two, two character presses and then enter that starts a new meeting. Zoom copies the link to the clipboard. And then I can paste that to you using telegram or whatever system we use. And then you can join and you can join. Beautiful. I love it, man. That's, that's fantastic. Okay. Proposal. I know you have, yeah. uh, you have no, you want to talk about notes apps, right? How many note apps do we have to discuss today? I've only got, I mean, the notes thing is pretty brief. Uh, what do you, yeah, we, we just, we'll keep this nice and simple. I have one thing I would like to discuss. It's not on the list. It's hardware. So, but it'll be pretty quick. So why don't we talk about notes first and then talk about the piece of hardware right. and then wrap. What do you think? Yep. Okay, cool. Fine. Notes, go. Sounds good. Uh, I think Apple Notes seems 
quite good for sharing and the collaboration side of things, but I don't actually like Apple Notes that much as a as a formatting agree tool. Agree. I, yeah. I've used a couple of different notes apps over the years. Like I you know, I've used I used OneNote for a while. This was now quite a long time ago. Uh what else have I used? Bear. Bear's Bear. pretty nice. Heard of Bear. But expensive. And I don't get enough use out of it for yeah. that. And then I think it was my migration out of Bear. I can't remember now. But anyway, I reached this point where I, 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 just, I decided, you know what? I'm done using proprietary note platforms. Because then when you move from platform A to platform B, you have to kind of do this stupid, convert. you know, You're there's stuck. no migration tool. You have to, yeah. So what I started looking for was a an app that would let me store my notes as text files. Mm. Okay. And on and on the App Store, there is in there is an app, there is a notes app called IA Writer. Okay. IA Writer. And it's not cheap. You have to buy it. I think you have to buy it for a laptop, iPhone, and iPad. I think they charge you three times. Ooh, ouch. But I think, but it is a markdown compatible notes app that stores your notes as .txt files and syncs everywhere using iCloud. Okay, so it's in... And I really like it. I love the idea of a Markdown-based notes app. That is awesome. What I don't love is that the mobile app is Fifty dollars. Did you? <laughs> maybe, did... maybe that's. I don't think I paid quite that much, but maybe it is that. Maybe it is one purchase on iOS. Then, I okay. guess that's iPhone and iPad. Okay, <clears throat> that. Okay, fifty bucks for a piece of software is not a big deal. If it's if especially if it's cross, if you get it on everything. That... Well, I I don't. You'll have to look into that. I would guess. That that fifty bucks will buy it for iOS, mm-hmm. and then you may have to buy it again for macOS. <clears throat> okay, okay, good research project but to look I into. Guess what, I guess what I would say, I guess what I would say to you there is, don't forget that you can return software. Yep. on the App Store. Yep. So if the concept of if you if the concept and the screenshots and the uh, description of this app do appeal to you. I've been using this for over a, for about a year now. I I don't regret spending however much I did on the I, iOS and macOS apps. They were not cheap, but they were one-off purchases. Okay. Not subscription. Okay. All right. Um I don't And you're on mute. Oh, I am. <clears throat> well, come d- back. Yeah, here I am. Depends on whether we use the Zoom audio or our third-party audio ah yeah Um, that's right one thing that's been happening is i have one neighbor that has a gas mower i have a gas mower and i have one neighbor the gas mower and of course they're mowing right now they have been for a while so i can't hear anything good excellent i think we should i think we should go with the zoom audio well let's compare after we're done recording we'll we'll, we'll compare after we're done recording and maybe next episode if we remember we'll let people know which one they heard on the previous episode okay podcast yeah <laughs> um so that's it for for notes app but i just Sweet. I, I i think my i think i've been holding on to that one because i i wanted to share it with you but i thought it the the concept might appeal yeah to you. uh I, oh, and oh yeah i guess the, the the other thing is just to say that because it's markdown you can you can even embed images into these notes but those images don't just live inside the note the if you if you drag and drop an image into your ia writer window it copies the image to that folder and then what you have is a markdown link to that image so the the image the image goes into the folder along with the text file or .md file depending on whichever you prefer i think you can configure it either way but it will render .txt as markdown if you want it to, and that's what I'm doing. 
So I'm just going to read this review from IA Writers uh, that IA Writer has on there uh, in the Mac App Store. My favorite iOS app for writing in Markdown, without question, is IA Writer. IA Writer is just beautiful. To me, it is the gold standard for Markdown syntax styling, an elegant champagne flute. That's IA Writer for me by John Gruber. That's a pretty great review. Ah. That is a pretty great review. <laughs> but he might be slightly biased, though, because didn't John Gruber, isn't he like, he, he was partially involved, he was involved in the creation of Markdown Standard, oh. I think. Well, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure John Gruber was... Look him up. Wasn't John it? I'm sure. Gruber. No relation to Hans Gruber. I hope. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, yeah. I'm one of the sure inventors he... of the Markdown markup language. But but he... Uh, I, I don't know if he had any involvement with the app, but if the creator of no. Markdown likes yeah. the app, that's a yeah. pretty great yeah. review. I'm glad that you knew that connection because I just saw it. I just saw oh, some guy named John Gruber said that. <laughs> That's cool. I'm not understanding. Well, John John um, John Gruber's the uh, you know he, he writes articles. Uh, he's like the he's the guy behind Daring Fireball hmm. website and hosts an Apple podcast as well called the Talk Show. Okay, okay. I think good to know. Good to know. I neither of which I pay much attention to. But. Sure. But what I will say, but I do know the name, is that of all of the like, I hate WYSIWYG text editors with a passion. I think they're horrible. I put up with them at most, but I, I don't like them. Markdown is my absolute favorite way to format text. Uh, now I use on macOS. I use Macdown is the one that I use. I, I don't know if it's the best one out there. It's just one okay. I stumbled into. But yeah, maybe someday we'll talk more about Markdown and what we like and don't like about it. But Cool. Do you mind if we move yeah. on to the last thing before we wrap? Please. Okay, cool. Let's do it. Um, the fact of the matter is, is I need a real Windows machine for work. Because I need to understand okay. the relationship between the uh, touchpad as well as third-party mice on Windows and how they relate to my company's web application, which is Hamina Network Planner. I need to understand what does the trackpad do? What does, what happens when you hold down the control key? I needed these things. And so unfortunately, even a virtual machine on my Mac does not make the cut for that because I need real hardware to do that. So I bought a Windows laptop and it'll be here. Today is Saturday. It'll be here on Monday. So. Okay. I bet you're really excited about that. You know what? I actually am. Because this is a Windows laptop, like, I, don't get me wrong. I'm a Mac guy. I like Mac OS. I don't think it's quite as bulletproof of it as it used to be. And I also thought Windows 10 was pretty decent. Uh, this is going to be running Windows 11. So that's going to be a little jump for me to, to finally get to Windows 11. Uh, so I don't hate Windows as much as I used to. And I don't love Mac OS as much as I used to. They've kind of both moved towards the middle, but I'm still definitely sure. Mac OS preferential. But anyway, the the laptop, though, the laptop itself is something I've wanted to own for a very long time. Do you have any guesses on like which model of laptop I would go for? Do you care to hazard a guess? And feel free to say no if you don't want to do that. That's fine. I'm putting Um, you on this one. I actually I don't because but only because I know nothing about any of the, you know, uh, the players out there. Windows laptop. Yeah. Yeah. Players. I I just don't know anything about them. Yeah. Okay. cool. Well, uh, no worries then. I decided to go for a used, not brand new, I decided to go for a used Lenovo ThinkPad Carbon X1. Because, to me, well, first off, it's very simple. The design is simple, it's straightforward, uh, there's very few gimmicks. ThinkPads have been gimmicky in the past. There have been some ThinkPads out there that just had a lot going on on them, and, you know, they're not really gimmicky, just very complicated. Fussy. The Carbon X1, I think there's nine generations now. So I bought a sixth gen. So it's definitely not new, but you know, it's got 16 gigs of RAM. It's got a quad HD display. So it's not like a 4K display, but it's it's up there for resolution. It's it's good high resolution display. An i7, you know, like it should be a pretty, pretty decent machine. So anyway, I just want to let you know that it's something that I've been wanting a Carbon X1 for a long time because it's the closest thing to a MacBook Pro, I think, on the market. You know, yeah, like you've got the Surface Pro, which to me is more of a tablet. It's closer to like an iPad Pro, but it runs Windows, which is weird to me. 
So anyway, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just want to let you know it's happening. It's on okay. the way. I maybe next time we can talk about it a little bit if we have some time. Uh, but I am actually I just want to let you know, I'm genuinely excited to be getting a Windows machine. So we'll see how it goes. You, yeah, you're not going to you're not going to become a Windows. No. Windows guy. No, no, because I don't get me wrong. Like I like I said, I like Mac OS less than I used to. And I like Windows more than I used to, but I still am so much more at home in Mac OS. Even simple things like getting a screenshot. Sure. Just getting a screenshot in Windows is such a pain compared to Mac OS. It's okay. so annoying. So, yeah. Yeah, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry, Nick. That's I'm not, cool. I'm not That's cool to know, man. Uh, yeah. And I, actually, you know what? I do. I know of the carbon because going back some years... I remember arguing with a friend and colleague of mine called Craig about, you know, survey laptops, which one would you use? And he was, he was Lenovo Carbon. Carbon X1. Back in those days as well. Yeah. 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 So cool. Well, I'll let you know what I think of it. We can talk about it a little bit more if you care to hear, but uh, yeah, Joel's buying a Windows laptop. Definitely. Look out world. Whoa. (laughs) And of course, uh, I've got a, I've got lots of 3D print things, but yes. I think I, I wanted this episode to be a little bit clean of, of 3D printing because I know that when we get onto 3D printing, it might consume the entire uh, block. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to chatting with you about that. So let's make that a priority to talk 3D printing updates on uh, yeah, a year and a half's worth of 3D printing updates, really, on the next episode. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> cool. <laughs> nice All one, man. Thank you so much. Uh, catch you on the next one. All right. Sounds good. Talk to you soon.